Oh, great. Okay. Too much. I'm going to pause so we don't have to leave all that in and then say, Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Weave You Yasha. We're going to do episode 83. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. This episode is the season four premiere. I have not been corrected yet, so I'm going to go ahead and say that. Um, here's an annotation link in case I'm wrong. The female wolf demon and the lunar rainbow promise. Whew. It's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, what's the next episode called? It's like Koga's Bride-to-Be yeah. or something? Yeah. That's a good title. That's straight to the point. Which one will it be? Yep, that's the thing. Double meaning because he has two. This Kagome girl cannot catch a break. Both <laughs> men have baggage. I would say even the third one, uh, uh, Hojo. Hojo? Oh. Yeah. yeah. He's got a, a 11-year-old. <laughs> I keep making her younger. Okay, I think she's 13. 13-year-old. 13 <laughs> and they're not even dating, I don't think. But, you know. Moroku has the 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Good old Moroku. He had the 11-year-old. She's 14 now. It's all fine. It's all just fine. We don't have to retread this territory. Uh, I got drunk on cat wine last night, so I watched this episode three times in a row to okay. tr try and make it stick. Like cat wine? Like wine made by cats? Oh, no, no, or no. Or from cats? Or... Human wine, but in a cat uh, 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 wine bottle. 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 Thank you. Bottle. Oh. How cute. Yeah. Was it delicious? I don't remember. So I guess that's good. <laughs> so it did its job. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's see if you have to take charge. There's a recap, right? There is. <laughs> and yeah, so it does kind of feel like a season four premiere. It could still be the premiere. They use a bunch of footage from previous episodes, including one, I think, from the beautiful sister apprentices as she's waving. But then it cuts to a shot I don't think I've seen before. That they're waving to Kaede, and she's watching them leave. Oh yeah! As they uh, they're on the trail of Naraku. Yeah. Where'd he go? But then it could be that could happen all the time. That's true. <laughs> after every single fight, after every <laughs> single test, they go. Ah, all right, here we go. Uh, uh, so there's this old wolf. He's on a cliff, and then he nods to this girl who has a bunch of white wolves with her. Mm -hmm. And then she jumps in front of the sun and it shows off her character design. Yeah, and Sean fell in love? Uh, I was wondering if you were going to ask me this. I um, was very curious because you were, you were all about Karin. It's true. So I thought, well, she's like a wolf girl. But maybe it's just cat girls. There are aspects of her that are great. But there are more attractive women in this show. I would even say uh, Kagome is more attractive than Ayame. Ayame. Gotta say, I like her outfit. Her character design's great. Yeah. And we gotta assume that the flower in her hair is not the exact same flower, because who knows how much time has passed. It oh, wait, has she has flower be. power. She does. Okay, never mind. It's back on the table. It could be the <laughs> same flower. Which I'm like... Yeah, I didn't. We'll, we'll get into that, I guess. <laughs> when we talk about the double flashback. But we don't know what mission she's on until her wolves start attacking Koga for no reason. Yeah. 
Koga's all of a sudden fighting wolves, and it's like, wait a minute, Koga. He's also shadow boxing them, so he's just keeping them away, and they're not really touching him. Yeah, so they're not out to hurt him, and he's not gonna. They're wolves. He's a wolf demon. He's not gonna senselessly kill wolves. Although he seems kind of punk rock about the whole thing, because later he's like, I don't follow the tribe elders' rules. I'm my own man. I live by a waterfall. I'm doing just fine. Well, since all his, like, tribes are dead, <laughs> oh, I guess yeah. he can be pretty punk rock. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So uh, Ayame also has the tornado power of coming yes, in. Yes, which is why I was like, okay, is that just some wind power she has? Does she have a jewel shard? And I'm guessing maybe she just has, like, wind powers because then she did, like, those little leaf things. and. Seems like a common wolf ability to move so fast with your legs that you do this. What about Koga's poor guys? Oh, well, I guess they're not. <laughs> they're not as cool as him with uh, his legs. Because she was faster than them. She caught up with them and passed them. And they have the superpower of running into every scene <laughs> out of breath <laughs> and doing their best. Oh, that's Aww. Ginten Hakaku. And she explains to them and everybody that she and Koga are betrothed and that he's to come back to the northern tribe and be her husband because uh, her father's... Oh, wait, I guess that's the other flashback. Gramps. Gramps, that's his name? Gramps. <laughs> oh, great. Uh, <laughs> because he promised. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He she's, didn't even recognize her. She's super, super direct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was um, Hakaku and Ginta that are like, isn't that Ayame? I'm trying to really think about how much I like her. I saw on the episode discussion on Reddit that she is kind of popular. People do like her. So it hasn't hit me yet. I think I need to come to terms with the fact that I do kind of like a thirsty girl. <laughs> it's not off-putting to me at all. So I do like how direct she is. <laughs> and I think he's a fool for not going off with her. But I don't know how good of a match they are yet. Well, I just, I did want to point out, like, in her flash, the second flashback when Gramps is like, you know, we need help, bring him back. He doesn't say bring him back as your husband. She could maybe oh. she could have just said, "Hey, our tribe's in trouble. Will you come help us?" Maybe that's implied with how these things work—that they just strengthen their tribe through marriage, in a Montague and Capulet kind of situation, or uh, something actually historical that I can't think of, <laughs> like a Antoinette and Louis the Fourteenth. Here's an annotation for me being wrong about that. I'm just creating more work for myself. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, uh, Koga doesn't remember any of this. And it's just like, get away from me. They fall down a tree. Oh, yeah. He jumps up into a tree and she jumps up after him. And she's like, I have to bring you back at all costs. Mm -hmm. And this I found her annoying. Yeah. Because they fall into the water. She's still hanging on to him. And she's just looking at him like... Yeah, she seems, I mean, I guess capable enough, but she's not, she's very green. She's kind of Kagome-ish a little bit. But without, I don't know, Kagome's got spunk. It's true. A je ne sais quoi. And she, 
Yeah, she just seems young to me. Really young. Oh, um, oh, no. I'm not going to bring up James Bond to you. This, You know what? This is a new year. This is a new me. This happened in James Bond? He was supposed to marry someone? No. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, and for your eyes only, uh, James Bond goes to the Alps and meets a professional ice skater who is competing in the Olympics that are up there. For your eyes Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, no, she, they don't say her age, I don't think, but she's very young. But in real life, she's late 20s, early 30s. She seems a whole lot younger because she's playing up that kind of, oh, golly, gee whiz, Mr. Bond, I could just eat you up. That kind of thing. And she's short, you know, she's like 5'5 five five or something. It's like, he's like 50. By this point, we're going to move on from James Bond. So maybe Bond. she's playing it up. I don't know. I think the show is playing it up a little bit. Thanks. They don't say her age either. I mean, demons are different. Yeah, they seem to like age to a young adult and then like stay there. For this is another <laughs> instance of the flashback. Koga looks no different. Yeah. She's like a child. But now we got, it's like two against one, because we got that Sango flashback and only you, but she... <laughs> but she's a human. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> I'm just saying... She's supposed to age normal. <laughs> she looked tinier, not really that younger. <laughs> and then the, oh, the and prince was like a boy. Everyone as kids in this show wears the exact same clothes. She had the exact same outfit when she was little. Inuyasha, when... It flashbacks to him as a kid. Oh, He's in the same outfit. Oh, Sango has that slang Sa outfit. Yes. Her uniform. Moroku's rocking the same robe. Yeah. They find that outfit that works for them, and it either they enchant it to grow with them, or they just keep making duplicates. But yeah, she's got the exact same outfit on. Holy shit. This is a this is a <laughs> revelation, ladies and gentlemen. This is amazing. So if we ever get a flashback of Kagome... At a young age. Well, she's the only one who changes clothes. Because she has, I mean, she's always in her school uniform, but she does have different clothes mm -hmm. that she wears. And she wore those Kikyo robes that one time. Well, maybe we'll get a flashback of Kikyo as a young Miku. Kikyo's Miku. always in the, her priestess outfit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Kaede was in something different when she was a little girl. She wasn't wearing the priestess clothes. No. And she had two eyes. Let's not forget she that. She did have two eyes. <laughs> what happened? Still don't know. Maybe a snake. Oh, I made that joke last time. <laughs> Moving on. So the wolves try to handcuff him and ankle cuff him, and then he kicks him off and runs off. And Ginta and Hakaku awkwardly on the opposite <laughs> shoreline run after him. Not the last time that's going to happen. I like this moment, though. She's like, he doesn't remember. And then her wolves kind of comfort her. Like, what's yeah. Wrong? Like, she's kind of sad. I mean, I, I feel for her a little bit. I felt for her when Kagome was kind of on her side at the end of the episode. When she's like, that's the most romantic thing <laughs> I've ever heard. And you don't fucking remember it. More on that later. Uh, <laughs> we're with our gang. Shippo has a bottle, which drunken me realized was a sports bottle and not <laughs> a baby bottle they have absolutely no leads kagome cannot sense any shards whatsoever but they count them it's like i got yeah. three koga has two 
Kohaku has one. And then they, since they can't sense Maraku anymore, they're like, well, maybe we should just go out and see if we stumble across jewel shards. And I'm like, oh, wait. Was that what they were doing in season three? They were just like, we're going to stop looking because Naraku's got this giant ball of jewel shards. We're just going to go after him the whole time. They never, I guess, stated their mission. I think they were just following Inuyasha's lead. If he smells something, they go that way. Because the first two seasons, they'd venture out and see, and they were coming across a lot of them because it had just happened. It's good for your main characters to have a goal. That the audience understands maybe that's why the third season felt kind of aimless they didn't have a goal they had small goals i gotta break the barrier i gotta upgrade my sword we gotta survive our night into jenkyo <laughs> i don't know my harikotsu is damaged quit grabbing my butt but i mean like a larger goal you know yeah there wasn't really there wasn't really that in that last season ayame has a goal and it's to be wistful at a river. Ah, still being wistful. Uh, oh, you go. The next flashback, right? Yeah, she remembers the piggyback ride and Koga, the line of, eh, come down from the mountains, I'll, I'll marry you. Yes, if it, gets, if it gets to be too difficult, I'll just marry you. And uh, her gramps says his tribe's disappearing and in the last ditch effort to save it. Their the, territory. Yeah. Go, uh... Go get Koga. He's got jewel shards. He can protect us. So she goes, I can't go home empty-handed. That's a terrible idea. As a young, impressionable girl, swept off her feet <laughs> by this manly wolf man, <laughs> then to say, like, oh, yeah, I'll marry you. And to hang on to that, that's that's super crushing. Yeah, it's like that. that. He doesn't, yeah. That girl that Inuyasha saved in Gap Between the Ages is just going to love dog boys the rest of her life. <laughs> With hats. And I feel bad for her because Koga is not interested in the slightest. He's more interested in going to the castle and looking for Naraku. Yeah, so I don't know how long it's been, but he's way behind the times. He really is. It's got to be like a day or two late, or no, I mean, three Kiko or four days. I mean, already wandered over to the castle and looked at it and moved on, and Koga with his little jewel shards and his legs just is just now getting there. Talk to somebody, guy. This happened a week ago. Kagome's failed three tests. <laughs> Why don't you help her with that? Ginta and Hakaku run in frame out of breath and say, everything's gone. What do we do now? He says, well, let's go talk to the, the, the boy I hate, Niniyasha. And his scent's all over here. And look at these wind scar markings. And I'm going to run with these shards in my legs. Here's a nice glory shot of those. I thought they were saying with that shot that those two shards ended up awakening the needless hair monster that appears in oh, a second. Oh, that's uh, a good point. Audrey 3. But I don't know if that's the case. Uh, Catwine drunk me then was thinking that <laughs> no because kikio came there and nothing happened she doesn't have jewel shards yeah i know but didn't well kagome came there too yeah and she has three and nothing happened 
And then Kagura and Kohaku came by. No, that, that didn't happen. I guess they just needed a monster, and they're like, hey, well, let's use these leftovers in the basement. By far my least favorite part of the episode. It's like, they don't need a monster. I'm more into uh, this this love triangle that's going on, this love quadrangle. Can't forget about Inuyasha, of course, and his conflict. <laughs> yeah, he was awfully possessive. He, uh, he got his face stepped on, at least. Yeah. He kept That's telling him, he's like, stop flirting. Go away. Yeah, you don't even know what he's coming up for. I mean, of course, he's going to flirt. He's Koga. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I learned something from Moroku. Remember that episode, Inuyasha? All you did was eat, but Moroku was handling the whole situation. Great. So there's a demon in the double basement that nobody found out about until it was too late. Until Ayami <laughs> came it's there. there. Uh, and she's on, just following him. She's following Koga's scent. This must be like minutes later because of what happens in a few seconds. Uh, the hair monster attacks her wolves. She saves them. And then she runs and immediately catches up with Ginta and Hakaku. Mm -hmm. And her wolves disappear. Like we don't see her wolves again. Oh, that's true. We don't. Hopefully they scattered and were not eaten. Yeah. Seemed like something easy to draw. Yeah. It had that kind of feel to it. Just, yeah. You know what's weird? I read that this episode is half filler. The Ayame character is not in the manga. Oh. It was added specifically for the anime. Uh -huh. But Rumiko Takahashi loved the character so much that she ended up writing her in later episodes. Maybe not the character specifically, but references to her. Like, oh, she's still in the North kind of thing. Oh. So that's nice to hear. I have no idea how this story goes without her yeah i guess koga just runs away from a hair monster maybe pretty ayame heavy it's the part of the episode i like the rest kind of drags because i don't need this hair monster <laughs> but koga comes tornadoing up to inuyasha steps on his face holds kagome's hand <laughs> she doesn't sit him she's just like hey, everybody relax and calm down and sango and moroku do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just step back and watch the fireworks. And then there's a rustling in the distance, and some birds fly out of the trees, and there's the hair monster. Yeah, Moroku says something like, is this another incarnation? I don't think we're going to count this as a creation of his, a, a Juromaru type situation. Seems like he just left something in the basement, and then it congealed. Yeah. Well, he says he, like, keeps the best parts and yeah. sloughs off the weak <laughs> I don't need this <laughs> weird mouth. Here you go. But Inuyasha, he's like, ah, that means I can interrogate it if it's got a mouth. So he grabs it and throws it around, impressing Ginta and Hakaku, and then <laughs> says, talk, monster. Where is he? That thing's not going to know. It doesn't even got a brain. No. I think the only thing it says is, like, jewel shards. Yeah, it wants either the shards that Koga has or Kagome or both or whatever. But Koga runs off with Kagome. Yes, because Inuyasha's putting her in danger. He did kind of recklessly throw the monster <laughs> in proximity to her. Yeah, so Koga's like, I'm taking Kagome somewhere safe. And the monster falls down a cliff to fight another day, a.k.a. the next episode, more than likely. Yeah, and uh, they were like, oh, it's so weak. And Yasha's like, nope, 
it was going after the jewel shards. It wanted to go down that hill. Mm-hmm. And he's holding that chunk of hair. Yeah, get rid of that. Set it on fire. It's gross. Ayame stops Koga and Kagome. Yeah, and, Ko- and Koga's like, Kagome, run. Just run. Said <laughs> Kagome, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. I guess we should have mentioned a long time ago that... Koga did accidentally name drop Kagome and say, I'm already engaged to somebody. Yeah. Like, Kagome's my fiance. I really should have mentioned that, actually. Uh, Yeah. She was more angry that he didn't remember. It's like, you don't remember? Whereas I thought she's going to be like, you're engaged? Ooh, that really butters my toast. No, that's a good thing. It really steams my broccoli. No. (laughs) That really... Help me out here. That really pops my corn. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Grinds my coffee. Oh, all these things are good. These are oh. all. All these are like. The, oh. Well, I'm just thinking like, I'm sure these are phrases, but they're things you normally do in order to have a nice meal. Oh, squeezes my orange juice. No, <laughs> the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> that really pours my cereal. <laughs> What have you made in your new uh, ninjutsu? Pizza rolls. Uh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pizza. I did already set off the smoke alarm. Yeah. Uh, things get smoky in apartments and condos. Yeah. Ayame is like, hey, you're Kagome. Kagome? Your, your name sounds like mine. How dare you? <laughs> yes. And Kagome's like, it's just the maid that's the same. <laughs> But both women are pretty angry at Koga, I think. So, um, but I mean, Ayame's going to take it out on Kagome. I think we know yeah, that. Yeah. Because she's got stakes in she's this. Like, hey, she yeah, she wants Koga to. Whereas Kagome's just like, hey, now we're we're friends, but and Kagome, she goes, what are you telling people about me? Yeah. Not your fiance. Oh, and Koga in both of these scenes says his new favorite threatening catchphrase, which is, "I will get serious if you don't stop this." <laughs> So he said that again. Oh, yeah. Ayame throws those leaf things at Kagome. Yep. And he blocks them. Koga with his feet. Oh, that was <laughs> silly. <laughs> I <laughs> laughed out loud at that. <laughs> and uh, then he's going to, he goes, don't make me get here. I'm going to try that on somebody. <laughs> at like a bar or something. I'll bring my cat wine bottle. Uh, Ayame relays the whole memory. And it's a pretty romantic story. She was a child uh, going through some kind of Buffy season three ritual. I think it's in season three. Um, Where she has to get a flower off of a mountain. (laughs) Or um, a rite of passage, if you will. I think Robin Scherbatsky in How I Met Your Mother was left in the Canadian wilderness for three days by her helicopter dad. That's right. Played by Ray Wise. And the Birds of Paradise are back. Those things were nice to see. But Koga saves her and gives her a little piggyback ride where she falls in love. Not unlike the boy-boy uh, love affair that is in my head in, <laughs> was it Hakata Tonkatsu Ramens? <laughs> I think it happens twice in that show. Come on, guy. Just kiss him. <laughs> and then they see uh, the rarest of all sights, which is a lunar rainbow. I don't think light is powerful enough at night in a full moon to really give off a rainbow that's why it's so rare so it really is 
uh, very romantic. And I, eh, rifles, uh, Kagome's kidnapping with Koga <laughs> in terms of romance. Uh, and Kagome's totally on Naomi's side. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to matter because she looks pretty hurt. Yeah. Koga still doesn't remember. He's like, ah. Well, I think it was coming back to him. Oh, maybe a little right bit. Right there where he was like, oh. In the full flashback, it did sort of sound like he was just trying to ease her um, nervousness a little bit about the whole thing. He was like, ah, come on, kid. Yeah, I don't think he... I thought he was just, you know, maybe being nice to a kid and did, not really thinking he was going to see her again or really thinking anything of her. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, oh. She's carried this torch all this time. Well, Link in Ocarina of Time does save Princess Rudo, and she does, as a child, say, you're my husband now. And then they grow up, and she's like, hey, I'm your wife. I'm a fish woman, and I'm hot. But we can't be together because I'm a sage. Bye. Oh, so that worked out well then. <laughs> not, not for me. Uh <laughs> ship the two of them. Uh, this is a new year, new me. I'm going to try to be less perverted, uh, less James Bond references. Uh, see how that goes. I both of say, these... how are you doing so far? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> the second somebody enables me, i just like, oh, well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we do end the episode with uh, her starting to tear up. Yeah, it was super abrupt, I felt. It was abrupt. So I uh, get rid of the hair demon, and it's probably one solid episode. I'm happy we're having a Koga spotlight. I didn't really think we'd get one. I didn't think he was a major enough character to really deserve it. But hey, we got it. Yep. And now, if things don't work out with Koga and Kagome, hey, he's got a fallback girl. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be lovely for her to think about. She'll just be happy she has Koga. Where's her fallback boy? <laughs> She's got some nerdy wolf boy back at the mountain. <laughs> it's like the Shinji of the tribe. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, there's nothing else. It's the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, the English voice actress, she's retired now. She retired way back in 2008, but she was in The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. I don't I know whose voice. Seen that yet. Okay. 2008 seems like a long time ago for that movie to remember seeing the poster and the Japanese voice voice actress for Ayame was uh, Yuffie from Advent Children that's the only thing I recognize Koga calls Inuyasha Inukuro which means dog crap it's like his his pun name for him <laughs> and uh, they use Ayame's last name her tribe name a lot is uh, Yora Jacques. Oh. And Inuyasha calls Koga something called Yaseokami. Does that sound familiar at all? I thought Kami meant like God or something. Yeah. So what could Yaseokami? Like wolf god? That would mean. Or pathetic wolf god? For the listeners, Lindsay has a cat on her and cannot get up to look any of these up. But I couldn't find a reference to it. Either way, the only place it was referenced was in Inuyasha fanfiction, huh. where they 
call back this very thing of the rivalry in various uh, Sashomaru Kagome uh, pairing. Why is that popular? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't see those two together. Maybe oh. something happens later. No? <laughs> it'd blow my mind if it did. <laughs> I guess I didn't have a whole lot to say about this episode. She's got a cute design, but I'm not... I don't even remember liking her all that much. Maybe I'll like her more in the second episode. I don't know. I'm hoping. She has something to overcome. That's good. I like girls with some weakness. I don't just like an abject badass. You gotta be a little weak so that you can find your inner strength. Yeah, she doesn't need to find a husband to save her tribe. She can do it by herself. Yeah, she can cut open Koga's legs and just take one of the shards. He doesn't need two. Yeah. He can hop with one leg. Yeah. Or just lend her uh, Ginta and Hakaku. That'd be great. I think that's the end of my notes. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Not really. How did you like doing the bird box challenge by doing this entire episode blindfolded? It wasn't as good as the quiet place challenge. <laughs> what a mistake that was to make you <laughs> do that. Where we just were silent the whole time. Yeah, it didn't work out real well. <laughs> I wonder if this reference is going to be good in about six months. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Welcome to 2019 and season four. Lindsay? <laughs>